0: Welcome to Mastering the Attention Economy podcast. I'm your host, Ari Lewis. Twice a week, we interview entrepreneurs, executives, and industry leaders on how to break through the noise and capture the audience's attention. Today's guest is Phoebe Bain. Phoebe is a writer for Morning Brew, covering the most important news in the marketing industry for Marketing Brew. She has a background in social media management and has previously written for Business Insider and Social Media Today, among others.
1: Hey there! Thanks for having me on.
0: Yeah, Phoebe, so glad to have you on the podcast today. I'm a big fan of your newsletter. You know, I read it every day. Um, you know, my my first question for you is, you know, my my mom thinks of you know the traditional uh, media writer, someone reading a reading a writing in a newspaper, and then she you know will read it the next day. You know, what did you tell your parents when you know I'm, I'm joining a media company? And they're like, oh, what you know, what newspaper? Where can I read it? Like, no, no, no. It, I'm writing a newsletter.
1: Yeah. So I think that's part of what makes my career path a little bit different from a lot of other people at Morning Brew or in the industries, that like my parents love me. And as long as I'm happy, they could care less. Like my dad never finished college. Like my mom is very much a hippie. They're both super laid back. So they were like, you have a job? Like, whoa, that's, you know, that's great. Um, They'd they'd give me a thumbs up for anything. But um, since even before I was working at the brew my dad was actually a big fan i introduced him for it um before i'd even applied to work there so they're super supportive and they're both like tech savvy as well so
0: so you know i'm not sure if everyone's familiar with like the morning brew and then you know your niche marketing brew can you just give like a, a 30 second overview of you know what morning brew is and then what your niche is within morning brew called you know marketing brew
1: yeah, so Morning Brew is a business media company that's mainly focused on newsletters. We have a bunch of different verticals. Um, our daily vertical is mostly just daily business news. Um, and then we have a podcast and our sort of like recommendation newsletter, The Essentials. But... I am the lead writer for Marketing Brew, which is part of our suite of business to business newsletters. Um, and our goal is essentially just to empower the modern business leader in marketing and give those people updates on the most important things that they need to know in the marketing industry three times a week.
0: So, you know, I, I've always liked you know, Austin's, uh, who's one of the co-founders of Morning Brew's description of like, it's the Wall Street Journal for millennials. I don't know if you guys still use it, Exactly. That, but, but I, I, I yeah,
1: like I like it. I don't know if we officially use it either, but
0: I like it too. It's like Google, you have like an unofficial slogan, don't be evil. So that's like, well, we'll call (laughs) call that your unofficial slogan. (laughs) For sure. But, um, you know, one of my favorite things and, and you're not a marketer by trade, but I actually think you have one of the best subject lines out there every day. And I think someone on Twitter, you know, sort of made a, made a comment about that. How, How do you come up with, you know, such great subject lines?
1: Oh, that's first of all, thank you for saying that. Yeah, that was a really nice tweet too. So it's two things. The first thing is that all Morning Brew newsletters sort of have the same like subject line format. Like they're very short in character numbers, probably just like one to four words each. I'd say four words is even a lot for a Morning Brew subject line. Um we all start with the same emoji, no matter what newsletter we're doing, which I mean if you look at your inbox, whether you're on mobile or on a desktop, I feel like um, an emoji is, it draws the eye in, so I think that's always a good idea. Um, so I go with the Morning Group format, however, in terms of like the actual content of the subject lines that I'm picking, when I was in college, I was an English major, and I saw on like Tumblr somewhere, like years ago, that there was some student who every single essay title she ever picked was either a Panic! at the Disco or a Fall Out Boy song headline, And it completely works, right? So I incorporate music um, into my headlines a lot. When the Taylor Swift Folklore album came out, I had Easter eggs in the inbox preview text and then the subject line that people got excited about because everyone loves Taylor Swift. Um, So yeah, lots of music references. I think today's was a Panic at the Disco reference. Um, I've had some niche pop punk references in there that a small group of readers like, but that just has always served as an inspiration for me when titling or headlining anything.
0: So, you know, and, and, and first of all, I think it's so important to have a good, you know, subject lines because you can have such a great newsletter and if you don't have great subject lines, it doesn't matter, right? No, one's going to read it in, in, in the first place. So, so that's sort of, you know, uh, it's great that you're doing that. And I'm definitely drawn in by your emoji comment and something I might consider now. But, um, so, so moving on, you know, sort of the body of the email itself, uh, you know, you're not a marketer by trade, but, but, you know, quite frankly, you're your my go to marketing newsletter, I think that, you know, your link curation, I think, you know, the, the, the writing that you've, you've cho- chosen from, from your point of view of, of when you, uh, when you write about the industry, how, how did you sort of like, get up to speed so quickly, right? Because you were in social media before this. So yes, you had a bit of marketing experience, but you know, you weren't, you weren't deep in it. How did you pick up that experience?
1: Yeah, that's a good question. I think that, um, so Couple jobs before I was at Morning Brew. I was a writer for Social Media Today, which is under Industry Dive. Um, And one of the main things I did for them was Q and A's with social media marketers. And what the smartest people I talked to there said was that, like, if you want to succeed in a career as a social media marketer, you have to learn other things than social media. Like, there's never going to be, you know, a VP of social media at a major brand. Um, So I think that. From then on, I was definitely more curious about other aspects of the marketing industry. Especially, it was as I was interviewing those people at social media today. Like, typically, they'd done social, but they were like a larger person in the marketing space. Um, so that was sort of my initial background. And then, like, obviously, every aspect of marketing like has the same foundational tools, right? Um, but in terms of how I got up to speed at Morning Brew, obviously, I came in with this niche in social media. Um, I'd been a social media. Manager, editor, whatever, at Business Insider, um, previous to Morning Brew as well. Um, So that was my niche, but I just spent like the first two months of my job voraciously reading and learning every single thing I could. Um, You know, I had friends that were in marketing business school, like marketing programs at business school, send me their textbooks and syllabuses. the good thing about writing a marketing newsletter for a digital media brand is that you have marketers on your team already. Like Morning Brew has a growth marketing team, a revenue team and a sales team. So those people are just experts in the industry and taught me a ton too. And what they couldn't teach me, they could refer me to their network of people who could teach me things. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it's interesting because like the first two months I was at Morning Brew, I wasn't publishing a newsletter, but I was arguably working just as hard, if not harder, as I am now, because I was just educating, reading so much, so.
0: Got it. And that that's really, you know, interesting story, and sort of, you know, I guess it, it also shows that, like, it's, it, if you have the talent, you can sort of just Going to anything, figure it out, and you know you can then grow the newsletter to, to where you guys are at today, which is right. It's 150,000, 200,000 subscribers, I don't, and you don't have to share the the exact numbers, but I, I think I've read it um, somewhere on the internet, somewhere that it, it said something. <laughs> sure, we'll say that. Right.
1: Um, I don't <laughs> it's know a little lower. No, no. It's a little lower, but is you're it, close.
0: It, it, <laughs> so someone, someone, yeah, someone. I saw it somewhere, so I didn't know how accurate that number was, but. Um, um, so, you know, I, I, had a, I had a question, but I wanted to just make a, a quick comment. So it's, it's funny that you, you mentioned, you know, no VP of social media. I do think that is changing. And um, I, I don't know if, if that's something you've seen in, in your research, but, you know, it, it seems like marketers especially are, are taking social media more seriously because they're realizing and, and I had, you know, the head of PR, PR for John Deere on that social uh, media is the first line of. You know, security and sort of response to the to these types of incidences. So, if you don't have a good social media person, you know, your your stock price can essentially plummet. So, I think I think they're beginning to realize. Okay, maybe it's 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 changing. I don't know. Have you have you seen that? Do you do you see that that's the case, or or am I sort of living in my?
1: Yeah, I mean, like it's. I think I'm not even the person to answer that question in an unbiased format because like my entire job was social media before I was here Um, or like writing about social media marketing. So like, obviously I think that, obviously I think that there should be a VP of social media eventually, but I really don't think that the rest of the industry does and I'm big on trusting the experts. So
0: Guy, it's, it's a, I like that answer. It's a good answer. Um, so, so, you know, we, we talked about writing and we, you know, we we're talking about the subject lines with the emoji. I think it's interesting because, you know, right. Anyone can start a, you know, a marketing newsletter today, right? Like, you know, I could go and, and start a marketing newsletter, but, but I think what's a really hard part of your job probably, especially coming into it is you need to make sure that the, you know, narrative you're telling and and the stories you're telling align with the the brand voice of the morning brew itself how did you go about making sure that you know the voice was aligned you know when you started writing and how do you make sure today that it's still aligned because i know you know every newsletter at morning brew they want to make sure that the writer's voice is there but they also want to make sure the morning brews voice is there so how do you you know go about that process
1: Yeah, that's a really interesting question. And I actually think it's easier to do to like emulate that voice in long form content, like a newsletter versus short form content, like social media. Like if I were running the Brew's social media, that would have been a much more daunting task for me than it is in the newsletter. Um, But I guess how I went about that process was, well, first of all, I now have a new editor um, who's the editor for all of the verticals, the business to business verticals at Morning Brew. His name's Dan McCarthy. He's great. Um, but when I was in training, Neil Fryman was my editor as well as the person that like essentially started the Morning Brew voice. I think he was like the third or fourth employee at the company. Um, and he's the editor for the daily newsletter. So he was the one that was editing my pieces. So like getting edits every day on voice corrections, like it sort of becomes second nature when you're like, you know, you're seeing your work be edited to better reflect this, you're typing it out. like. It kind of just became second nature through that process. However, I do suspect that I was hired because my natural writing voice really is similar to the Brew's voice already. Um, like, I was so dying to write this like fun, zesty content. Um, and it's like, I feel like even how all of us speak at the Brew is somewhat similar. So I think that, you know, in, in some aspects that voice is manufactured, but in others it's already there.
0: And I don't know. Do Do you all have like a, a formal sort of branding guidelines, branding narrative, voice narratives? And if if you can't share that, you know that that's totally fine. I don't know if it's like a, uh, you know, I can't can't. Yeah, share I that. can. But we <laughs> a secret, secret, secret. No, no secret.
1: Boss. Um, if it is a secret, sorry, bosses. Um, but yeah, we have a running style guide. We update it all the time due to you know grammar changes, current events, whatever. But um, like obviously when the pandemic started, nobody was writing COVID-19. So we had to adapt the style guide for like what our style was gonna be on that. Um, But yeah, I actually have a bookmark on my computer. So if I'm ever confused about anything in terms of like verbiage to use or words or whatever, um, I can go to the style guide and it's, you know, specific stuff like how we write percentage points to general stuff like voice, so.
0: Yeah, and, and apologies for the 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 non grammar nerds out there, but just a quick specific question on that. So, like, you know, are, are you guys following things like AP Style Guide, or like, are you guys making up your own things where it's like, oh, for COVID nineteen, it's like, did you guys have a whole long discussion? Should we say coronavirus, COVID nineteen? Is there a hyphen? You know, stuff like that. You know, how, how are sort of, where do you differ from you know, I guess traditional, and obviously the AP is sort of the the, you know, the, the, God out there, but, 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 you know, how, how do you sort of make differences from that and versus other things?
1: Um, you know, I'm really not the person that makes those decisions, not but it, I, um, yeah, I am privy to some of the discussions. Um, so I'd like, I think it's a amalgamation of a lot of those things. I mean, ultimately like it is up to our editors um, what we're doing there, but there's conversations around it too. Yeah, And, that, but, um, and that's great
0: that you guys sort of have like this, separation of like, you know, your, your lane and you stick with your lane, but, but but you also are comfortable where like, okay, I, this doesn't make sense because I think, you know, as as someone who is, you know, in, in now this marketing lane, you could go like, well, I see this says this in the style guide, but like, I know our readers won't like this. So it's, I think it's good that, you know, you sort of have these, these channels. So, um, you know, going deeper and I guess into the newsletter. How do you come up with, with the links? How do you come up with the things you're writing about? You know, where are you sourcing from? Um, and, and I think what's interesting is, like, you know, some of the links you share, they're not just, like, right, it's not just the Wall Street Journal. You see, like, really obscure links. You know, are you are you subscribing <laughs> to, like, 10,000 newsletters and you're like, okay, I'm going to go through, like, 10,000 newsletters and here's one, you know. And you're already shaking your head. So for the people <laughs> she's like shaking their head when I'm asking this. So, yeah, can you can you explain that process?
1: Yeah, like, I think if I could have told like 11 year old Phoebe reading a Harry Potter book that 50 or 60% of her job was going to be reading all day, she would have been thrilled. Um, so yeah, that that's objectively the truth. I have zillions of marketing newsletters that are in my inbox every day that I read that aren't mine before I'm writing mine. Um, essentially when I started our project manager, Josh had already like done some competitive analysis on what other marketing news sources were out there. And we did so many exercises just analyzing each one and seeing what their purpose was going to be for us in the newsletter. Um, so yeah, I spend the majority of my time at this job reading other news sources. Um, and it's also just like, again, we had all this time from when I started to when we launched the newsletter and it it went by really quickly, but, um, we used it so well, like, I know all these sources now because I was given the time to look super deep into the internet and then talk to people that we knew we were, that we knew we're going to be readers as well. Um, we did all these reader phone calls, you know, I'm sure between the three of us that were doing them, we talked to hundreds of people that are now subscribed to Marketing Brew. So like they were in all different like aspects of the industry and they were marketing nerds so you know they gave me suggestions for like niche graphic design or branding newsletters that I never would have looked at before because like that wasn't my job or like you know other people on our TV on our team um, suggested other newsletters for like the TV industry but newsletters and websites I get a ton of PR pitches as well and I feel like a big part of my job is being connected with the PR world and agencies and making sure that I'm generating the right types of pitches to come into my inbox.
0: So, And, and I, I know I've seen a bit of this, but are you writing more original pieces or is it more just like I'm covering a launch and like, you know, it's under, but we're doing the exclusive or like, and it's under embargo and, you know, we're, we're going with it or like, is it, is it more, you know, I'm writing maybe some original analysis that's more like recapped and stuff. Um, You know, how much I guess the, the big question is how much of your job is more like curation recapping versus like this more original reporting that you're getting from pitches and that you're like announcing stories. on.
1: Yeah, so I actually was talking about this in a meeting with our larger Marketing Brew team yesterday, but I think what makes Marketing Brew different and what we want to try and do even more of is that there are all these marketing news sources and websites that will tell you about a Facebook update for ads or a cool new campaign or, you know, Google's updating their algorithm, whatever, but they won't tell you like why it matters to you as a marketer, Uh no matter where in the industry you sit. So like, yeah, a PR person will send me something under embargo and be like, Hey, this brand is launching this new campaign, but I'm not going to write about it unless there's a larger trend happening in the industry that that campaign can relate to and help my readers learn about.
0: Yeah, and I I know you read my newsletter, so you you get this. But like, that's a lot of sort of my inspiration. Like, I was never really a marketing branding person. I sort of fell into it by accident. And um, yeah, a lot is more strategic than is tactical. I think there's very few um, strategy ones, which is kind of confusing to me. And that like, you need to explain to the layperson why it matters because I think too many marketers are in their own channel and they need to be able to explain to like the C suite and not just a CMO. They need to explain to the CIO, the CTO, the CEO, why are we doing this? And like, I think that's where you you guys have done a good job of, yes, you, you make it really simple of like, you know, something like, um, a, a, uh, uh I say a mall closing or, or, you know, a DTC brand. And, um, uh, I know this is more retail brew. I'm, I feel, You're like, good. I feel like you've also, <laughs> I feel like you've also written, written about this, but like why why they're launching this type of campaign on, on a product. Um, and it's so important to explain that. So I, I totally uh, I agree with, you know, your your thoughts there. So, you know, as, as you know, we look and these things go so quick, it's, it's so amazing how, how quick these things go. But as, as we look to wrap up, you know, the one question that I like to ask guests at the end is, you know what is one thing or you know one lesson that you've learned since starting so you know you launched morning brew um what's it it's been a few months now right it's been
1: it feels like it's been 10 years and five days at the same time (laughs) um i believe that we launched in like late june early july
0: yeah yeah, so it's been a little
1: i think it's been a little over a month maybe two months um i I would love to feel like it hasn't been
0: that long but but um you know what like you're starting in june you know you go to june phoebe you know what are you telling her what is like that one thing that you would have done differently
1: i was so nervous for our launch event um we had all i don't know if you knew that we did this like huge marketing brew launch party we had all these really successful um marketers like rashad Tabakawala was there amanda gatz um And I was sort of like intro hosting the panel, but Kinsey Grant was the one that was asking them the questions. And I was like, I was so nervous for it, and I was so like alarmed by how many people were talking about it. And I think that was a part of it that going into the experience, I thought I would really enjoy. Um, But was I was happy about it, obviously, because like this thing that I had worked so hard on since April when I was hired um, was finally going out into the world. But I was so nervous and like there was nothing to be nervous about. Like People were nice, you know? <laughs> That's, um, I think that, like I knew, I was involved in the marketing community before Marketing grew, obviously. I used to run the um, Twitter chats at Social Media Today as well. So like, I was used to talking to marketers on Twitter, but yeah, I don't know why I was expecting like so much criticism when the marketing industry generally has really friendly people. And like, everybody was happy to see this thing launch and I truly had nothing to be worried about. So worried about so um yeah i think if i could go back i would just tell myself to like chill out and enjoy that moment
0: yeah and that's you know i, I definitely i feel like that's a recurring theme in a lot of the conversations i have is you know I, I interview some really smart successful people like yourself and you know they've they've done a, a good amount of things and they're like yeah i don't i don't feel like i'm successful or like i'm like worried you know like i'm a fraud or an imposter and it's oh imposter like syndrome that.
1: yeah, yeah <laughs>
0: imposter syndrome so real so it's it's Funny that you you are also saying that I feel like yeah. every guest I've had has said that so it's 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 funny, um, but you know thanks so much for for coming on really appreciate it you know um, if if people are looking to subscribe to your newsletter find you on social media you know where can they find you and get, and I'll, I'll have the link in in the uh, iTunes and and on YouTube everyone so if you don't hear it you know I'll it'll be there.
1: Perfect. Well, yeah, you can sign up at morningbrew.com slash marketing pretty easy. It'll take you to the sign up for the newsletter. Um, we do giveaways and stuff that, you know, give people incentive to get subscriptions, uh, morningbrew.com slash marketing, you can sign up. And then on socials, I'm not, not Phoebe. Um, and marketing brew is just at marketing brew on Twitter. It's a fun place to be if you're online and in the marketing community. So.
0: Awesome. Great. Well, thanks so much for coming on. Really appreciate it. I really enjoyed the the conversation and and look forward to, I haven't read the newsletter today, so look forward to to reading the newsletter today after this. It's a
1: good one. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me. This was super fun. and I hope that people enjoy it, listening or watching.
0: Great. Well, have, have a good one.
1: You too. See ya.